Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Cyril Bosch, the Chief Investment Officer at Sidekick, and I would like to take some time to give you a short update on key market news and events, along with insights from the Sidekick investment team. But just before we dig into our stories for this week, I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who's already downloaded the Sidekick app, and a special thanks to those of you who've taken the time to help us shape the product. And on to our first story for this week, Concert Economics and the T-Swift Lift. During COVID, the live music industry ground to a standstill, but this year it's back with a bang. It's going so well, in fact, that it's making life harder for central bankers trying to get inflation under control. In May, Swedish inflation numbers came in higher than expected. A key contributor was a surge in Stockholm hotel prices, as devoted fans flew in from all over the world to see the opening of Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour. Another singer just started her world tour, and the economic impact could be even bigger. Taylor Swift started the Eras tour in March, and so far it looks like this might be the highest grossing music tour of all time. When Taylor Swift last toured, her reputation tour back in 2018, the average ticket price was close to $120. But the average ticket for the Eras tour so far is more than double that, $250. This puts the Eras tour on track to make more than $1 billion in revenue, and could see Taylor Swift taking the top tour spot from Elton John. Taylor Swift fans, or Swifties, are clearly willing to pay up for tickets, hotel rooms, and restaurant tables. Researchers in the US can already see the impact of Taylor Swift's tour in economic data. They're calling it the T-Swift lift. One report estimates that the era's tour could boost local US economies by close to $5 billion, as the average concertgoer is spending more than $1,000 on tickets, hotels, restaurants, and clothes. Taylor Swift is coming to Europe next year, including a rumored headline spot at Lastonbury. We expect a similar economic boost, along with all the overbooked hotels, this side of the Atlantic. And on to our second story for the week. A farm up of it, from COVID vaccines to obesity drugs. Back in 2020 and 2021, two pharma stocks, Pfizer and Moderna, were getting a lot of investor attention. And rightly so, as they were taking the lead in developing vaccines for COVID-19. But with the worst of COVID behind us, demand for vaccines have fallen and so have the share prices of the COVID darlings. Investors are looking for the next big thing. A theme that has caught investor attention in 2023 is weight loss therapies. A recent report estimated that by 2035, more than half of the world's population will suffer from obesity. The treatment cost of obesity-related illness could exceed $4 trillion per year, about the same as the global COVID healthcare bill in 2020. Two companies are emerging as early leaders in the race to effective weight loss therapies. Nova Nordisk and Eli Lilly. As a result, both companies have seen their share prices increase by more than 20% so far this year. Medical trial results on the new weight loss therapies give reason to be optimistic. Wegovi, a weight loss injection from Nova Nordisk, has helped patients lose up to 15% of their body weight. The company is now working towards a weight loss pill that might be more preferable than injections. Another promising drug, Manjaro from Eli Lilly, is expected to be approved by the end of the year. It's still early days for effective weight loss treatments, and there is little data on potential long-term side effects. But, according to Morgan Stanley, the global market for obesity drugs could surpass $50 billion by 2030. Although the revenue surge from COVID-19 vaccines was fleeting, the potential positive influence on the quality of life for billions of people could ensure more sustained growth in revenue from weight loss therapies for many years to come. And this brings us to our final story for the week. A digital town square under siege. 
Elon Musk refers to Twitter as a digital town square. And as de facto mayor of this digital town, Elon Musk has been setting some ground rules. First, users had to pay for blue tick verification. And just last week, a new set of rules limit how much Twitter users can read each day. At first glance, it appears petty, but a deeper look shows there is a storm on the horizon. Going forward, verified Twitter users can only read 6,000 posts per day, while unverified users only get 600. Elon Musk said the new rules are an effort to fight companies trying to use Twitter data to develop or improve their AI programs. The creation of ChatGPT has unleashed a tsunami of investment into new AI startups, and many of those companies need vast amounts of data to train their models on. Elon Musk said that AI companies were aggressively scraping Twitter data and that this was degrading the experience for other Twitter users. Twitter isn't the only company that seems unwilling to give away valuable data for free. Reddit has been caught in a storm since it decided to charge some third-party developers to use its data. Questions regarding data collection have put OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT, in the spotlight. OpenAI is currently facing a class action lawsuit in California, alleging that they use private and personally identifiable information from hundreds of millions of internet users without their knowledge or consent. Recent events will likely fuel a debate over who owns the conversations in the digital town square. Do the companies providing the digital infrastructure get to keep all the spoils, or do the people having the conversations also deserve a cut? It's still too early to predict how this plays out, but one thing seems clear. The real value of AI systems lies in the data, and those who have it, companies like Twitter and Reddit, are not going to give it away for free. Taylor Swift said it best, valuable things should be paid for. So that brings us to the end of our market pulse for this week. If you want to hear more from the Sidekick team, you can sign up to our waitlist at www.sidekickmoney.com. We hope to see you again next week, but before we go, some disclaimers. It's important to note that the content of this Market Pulse is based on current public information which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Sidekick's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Sidekick is not yet regulated but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Sidekick becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an invitation or inducement to apply for any Sidekick products or services.